Hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is episode number 272. Thank you for coming back. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you very much. You know, I, yes, I thank you guys every time I start one of these programs. But I do that because, you know, you're always doing things that make me have a reason to say thank you. You know, the kindness, spreading the word. You know, I have people saying kind things about the podcast, telling friends about the podcast, people in different countries telling their friends about the podcast. It's a it's a wonderful thing. And uh, I appreciate the direct messages and the emails, the retweets and the reposts on Facebook and things of that nature. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, keep it up, damn it. <laughs> ah, folks, this is another one of those weeks where, you know, you get to a situation and this happens to me a lot now. Where I have a bunch of things planned for the episode. You, you you prepare yourself to record one of these things. And then something happens and you go, ah. Oh. And all of a sudden you realize you got to talk about something else than what you, what you planned on. And this was episode was going to be really like a really light episode where I did talked about a lot of stupid crap. And I still may. But right now we want to, I just want to start off and uh, get to the Philando, Philando Castillo case. Now. Everybody's talking about that. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I might not even put the Philando Castile. In fact, I'm not going to put Philando Castile's name even in the title because I don't want to, you know, do one of those things where I put something popular in a title to try to get anybody's attention. I'm not going to do that crap. I'm just going to put a title in that, that I think is interesting, but definitely not this. Because I, like I said, I don't want anybody just, just listening to me because I have this poor man's name in the title of my show. So I'm not going to put it in there, but I am going to talk about it. Now, Let's just keep this real here. Was anybody really surprised that the police officer, nothing happened to them as far as the judicial system? I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Because he lost his job. Of course, he's probably going to wind up getting another job someplace else in law enforcement. Just like, you know, the guy that shot that poor kid, the young kid, Tamir Rice. But the thing is, when I see people online just kind of saying things and I'm not talking about the trolls, I don't really no one gives a crap with the trolls thing. The trolls will always say something outrageous because they're just people who want to stoke flames. They want to make people angry. They want to get people upset. They want to have all the attention of people saying bad things. And then because they're anonymous and you, they can hit you with as much venom as possible and you can get all fired up and worked up and you're thinking about them and all fuming steam come out your ears and you get them and you yell at them and you scream at them. I mean, online and they love every second of it. They sit there laughing. Everybody's talking about me. Even though in many cases in real life, they wouldn't have the balls to say that or may not even feel that way. They just want to get under your skin. I'm talking about the people who really have in their mind, well, he shouldn't have reached. He shouldn't have reached. He shouldn't have done this. He shouldn't have done that. And they say that because they've never been in that specific situation. They don't know what it's like to be pulled over for something minor and have it turn into something huge. They don't know what it's like to be pulled over when you've committed no offense and turn it into something huge. They don't understand that concept, but I do. I'm 48 years old, okay? And when I don't shave my face and my head, I have gray hair on my face and head, okay? And I look younger with my face shaved, but with, if I decide not to shave, just like my father, I have gray hair on my face and my head. I don't feel old, I don't look old when I shave my head, but you know, it is what it is, right? And I drive a Toyota Camry and I don't have a police record at all. I have zero tickets. I've never stolen anything. I don't speak with, to people with disrespect. I drive safely. Everybody knows that. And I do that out of habit because I know I am not going to give anybody an opportunity to pull me over for nothing. Okay, that's why I drive the way I drive. I get in trouble with, I have girlfriends. Why are you always driving like that? You drive like a grandfather. And have other relatives say that. And I said, you don't understand what it's like. How many times, especially when I lived in Los Angeles in the 90s when I was in my early 20s, what it was like to get pulled over all the time, knowing that each time you get pulled over, keep in mind, I told you how I drive. I drive at the speed limit. I stop at the stop signs. I you always use my turn signal. Hell, I'm not even kidding when I say this. I use my turn signal in the parking lot. I'm not kidding. I use my turn signal 
sometimes in parking garages, just out of habit. It's not like I consciously do it, but I just, when I make a turn, my hand just turns a turn signal. So you can't tell me I made an illegal lane change. You can't tell me I was speeding. You can't tell me I didn't stop at a stop sign. You can't say any of those things, the kind of things that would get you pulled over. And my car's in good working condition. So there's nothing wrong with it. I know this and I keep my stuff that way for a reason, because when you get pulled over all the time, you have to be on point. You have to have your driver's license. You have to have your registration. You have to have it all on point. And I have my name on my car title and my name on the driver's or my registration is all 100% legit. So there is literally zero reasons to pull me over. None. Yet it's happened a whole bunch of times. Now, when it happens and you know you've committed no offense, you realize and you know now that the reason you got pulled over was this person just wanted to pull you over and you had committed no offense. So right now you already are feeling uncomfortable because at the very minimum, you could wind up having to pay a ticket or having to fight a ticket that you didn't deserve, which is basically get someone. What's the difference between that and having someone take one hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars out of your wallet when you're walking down the street? Or your purse when you're walking down the street. There is no difference because you didn't do anything and that person, boom, took it. Or you can get your ass whipped. Or you can wind up like Philando Castillo with bullets in you. It's the feeling that you get when you get pulled over, when you know you didn't commit an offense. And when it happens again and again and again and again and again. And someone it does not happen to acts like it's not a big deal. And insinuates that maybe you're lying or maybe if anything happens to you that you deserve it, there's a bit of a slow burning outrage. You see it online. Oh, he probably reached. He reached. He got it. He reached. He did this. He reached. He reached. My last time I was pulled over was actually earlier, actually not that long ago. I talked about it on my podcast, how upset I was by it. I didn't let this guy know I was upset. But I was upset. He couldn't tell. The police officer literally pulled me over for no reason. Right. Now, keep in mind, if, if you've been listening to me, I have a high definition dash cam in my window. So you can't say I was speeding. You can't say I didn't stop at a stop sign. You can't say I was hostile to you because it's all being recorded. Exactly. Right. So he can and didn't I see you around? There's no reason to say to me, didn't I see you around? Didn't I see you someplace? Have don't aren't you? Am I familiar with you? There's no reason to come up there with that look of anger on your face, automatically being antagonistic to me. There's no reason for that because I didn't do anything. Now, one of the things I always do is when I'm driving. I take my wallet out of my back pocket and I put it into the middle section of the car. You know, that hold between the passenger seat and the driver's seat. I usually don't carry a lot of stuff in there, but the only thing in there is usually my wires to my phone or whatever. And, and I put my wallet in there because I don't want the right, my, right, my ass chick to get numbers sitting on the damn wallet. Now, as I sit there, the police officer goes, and did not see you from around and didn't get implying that, OK, criminal did not see you around. Let me. He's already hostile. I just literally just roll down the windows and I'm sitting there with my flashes on, letting him know that I notice that he's going to pull me over and then I'm not going to take off. And then I turn off the car. Kind of. I still have the battery on because I'm recording. I don't care if the battery goes a little dead. It's not going to go dead from 10, five or 10 minutes of being on. And didn't I see you, didn't you, and I, don't I know you from someplace, do you have a valid license plate, license, driver's license, do you have valid insurance, do you have valid, is it valid, so I said, yeah, actually, everything I have is legit, I have valid license, I have a, I have a valid, you know, my registration, you know, everything's, everything's on point, but it's in my wallet and my wallet is in here. Is it okay if I get that? Yeah, I guess that'll be okay. He's got his hand on his gun. So I open up very slowly. I reach in very slowly. I take my hand out very slowly and I have my wallet in front of me and I pull out my license and I hand it to him. Now, I reached into the middle section between the two seats Anything could have come out of that middle section. What if I sneezed? 
would have, you know, how sometimes when you drop something, you very quickly reach to grab it. You know, like you, say you're holding something in your hand and, and, and uh, say you're holding your phone in your hand and something hits your hand and it slips out and you very quickly move your hand to catch it before it hits the ground. Well, that's a natural reaction. What if the wallet had slipped out of my hand and I made a, a very quick movement to catch the wallet? Just a natural movement. Now, all of a sudden, he sees me, a person he's already hostile to. He's already got his hand on his gun. He already thinks I'm somebody else, maybe, because he lied to pull me over. And now I get shot seven times in my ribs. And I'm dead. And I committed no crime. What happens first? First thing that happens is it becomes big news. Not because of the podcast. It's because somebody got shot. Right? Black guy shot outside of philadelphia black guy shot by white cop shots of course cable news will eventually will send people to my facebook page my twitter feed and then try to find stuff about me his name was s anthony thomas and he has a popular podcast and he's a comedian but what would but, but what is he really doing is the funny man really a deadly man hmm? was he just traveling around the country trying to make people laugh just so we could get close enough to cut their throats funny man of death next on cable news where we like to lie about shit <laughs> right but I know my life and I've lived my life a certain way. Now, if I had any kind of criminal, see, look at him. He's a funny man, but it wasn't so funny back in this date when this thing happened, when he had a cigarette once and he put the cigarette out on the ground and apparently was real near a car. So basically he was trying to make, he's trying to make somebody's car blow up. Funny man to car exploder. I knew it. But. If you actually went through my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed, any of my websites, you talk to anybody that knows me, you talk to my friends, talk to my ex-girlfriends, talk to my family, you, they'd have nothing bad to say about me. And you'd find nothing bad no matter how deep you dug because I'm not a bad person. And because I'm not a bad person, what would happen? They would realize, oh, he ain't got no dirt on him because he didn't do it. He's have any traffic tickets now? Speeding tickets now? Uh, been arrested? No. Good God. What about his grades in school? He had good grades? Oh. Uh, look at you have any old tapes of him doing stuff on TV and radio let's listen to it it was actually funny he didn't do anything uh, let's listen to every episode of his podcast mm, just funny stuff nothing inflammatory and some good stories damn yeah this is not going to fit our narrative uh, did the president say anything outrageous of course he did, 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 did run with that run with that <laughs> as you know that's how it would go Right. If Orlando Castillo had been a criminal, man, it would have been. I look at him. I knew it. Get him. He deserved it. But he wasn't. From all accounts, he was a good dude. And from from all accounts, I'm a good dude. But like I said, had I that wallet slipped out of my hand and I made that quick move to catch it, I'd have wound up with a bunch of bullets in my ass and I would have been dead. And my uncle and the who was in the car with me would have also been dead. And I'm 48 years old driving a Toyota Camry. Right? And that's probably the 9 millionth and 16th time I've been in that situation. So when you watch this video of this guy getting shot for doing nothing for the most part, nothing, I shouldn't even say for the most part, doing nothing but doing what he's supposed to do. With a permit, a permit in a, in a country where everyone wants to have a gun. And he's got a permit to carry it. You know, how am I supposed to feel when I could raise to be dead myself in a very similar situation? Not with the gun, but just reaching my hand into a, a, a you know, someplace where the cop can't see to pull out a wallet. How am I supposed to feel about that? How am I supposed to feel as, I, as life is oozing out of me knowing nothing's going to happen to this guy? Nothing. Nothing's going to happen to this guy. I'm going to get slandered online. Nothing's going to happen to him. How, how am I supposed to feel about that? I often wondered why there are people out there that can't be empathetic to other human beings. They can't do it. And it's a shame. And it's going to happen again and again and again and again. And there's going to be more hashtags 
Because like I said a few weeks ago, they could have been a hashtag S. Anthony Thomas real easy. But nothing would have happened to the person that did it to me. How am I supposed to feel about that? Hmm? So that's why people are annoyed and outraged by the story because we've all been in situations. Many of us, I should say, be in situations where that could have very, very easily have been us. Very, very easily have been us. Just imagine, you know, you go someplace and you find out that a store that you went all the time, you know, uh, the ceiling fan fell down and smashed into the table where you were sitting and the person who was sitting there got his head cut off and he was sitting at the table at a time you would normally would be sitting there and you know damn well if everything had worked out the way it normally did that would have been you with your head cut off you would feel really uneasy for a while like good god that could have been me oh my god my wife or my husband or my kids or whatever they would have been upset and crying and all that kind of stuff there would have been a permanent hole in my family that can't be filled because you can't replace anybody everybody's unique you know you can't do it oh man that could have oh man that could have been me 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 oh my goodness that could have been me well that's what people of color feel like when they get pulled over after seeing people get killed that look just like them in exactly the same situation that they're in and they go home alive this time and they're thinking, good Lord, when you see the Philando Castile case, that could have easily have been me. Easily have been me. Oh, could have been me, could have been me, could have been me, could have been me. Except the could have been me, could have been me, could have been me, could have been me doesn't just happen one time. It happens a lot. And it's happened to me dozens upon dozens upon dozens of times. So when I see that, and when a lot of people see that, it's not just a news story to us. We literally can see ourselves in that situation. And when you can see yourself in that situation and realize that there's a lot of people that just don't give a damn or don't give enough of a damn. And there's people who will look at that and look at the evidence and see videotape of the offense being happening. And they could sit there and 12 people can watch that, look at that and not see you as a human being or try to make excuses for this one, this horrible thing that happens to you. How is that supposed to make you feel? We got a lot of work to do, my friends, in the, in the, as a society, we got a lot of work to do, a whole lot of work to do. You got to start realizing that just because somebody doesn't look like you or doesn't live where you live. It doesn't make them less and it doesn't make them deserving of being treated horribly and it doesn't make them deserving of being shot. It just doesn't. Ask yourself what, how you would feel if that person that got shot on the news was your husband, your son, you, someone you care about or someone you know and 12 people watched a video of it, got all the evidence of it and said, you know, the person that did that thing that's very, very obvious, very, very obviously wrong. They didn't think enough of my loved one or me if you were if you were in that situation and it happened to you and somehow you survived. They didn't think enough of you or your loved one or the person you care about or whatever or the person that you know. They didn't think enough of them to think that their life was valuable enough to punish the person who took it or tried to take it. That's why people are upset. And until we as a group start to realize that people have the right to be alive and people have the right to not be targeted and people have the right to go about their business without having to deal with the ridiculousness. Until we realize that for everybody, everybody, we're going to have this problem. Now, what I would say to the people on, on these juries and the people that make these comments about how, well, he shouldn't have done this, he shouldn't have done that. Don't you realize that in many cases, minorities and the poor are nothing more than canaries in a coal mine? Don't you realize that? There was a lot of people that didn't pay attention to the AIDS virus because it didn't affect, quote, mainstream groups. And then it didn't. Oh, shit. Now you care. When it starts affecting you or people near you, then you care. Right? 
No one cares about these drug epidemics or this, this or that or that because it's over there. But then it gets closer to you. Then all of a sudden, oh, shit. Then the people care when it starts to affect them. A wise person would try to solve the problem while it's over there to stop it. Ask yourself a question. If there is a culture of people in power given carte blanche to just shoot people because they're scared or because they can get away with it and they know nothing's going to happen to them, to them. Do you really think they're going to stop at black dudes? Really? Really? You really think they're going to stop there? You gonna think they're going to stop at minorities? Really? You don't think when you're, <laughs> when your child or you are having a bad day and you're not used to dealing with this situation, you're not used to these things happening and you become outraged and you start mouthing off to the wrong person who has that authority and is pretty much sure that even if they shoot you, nothing's going to happen and you just get out of the car. I'm outraged by the fact that you did that and you start poking them in the chest and they start to try to put handcuffs on you and you jerk away and bow, 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 bow. Well, maybe in this case you survive it, but you're damaged permanently. And you're sitting there on the news complaining about what happened. And you're going to sue them and you're going to this, that, and the other. And then what happens? Not guilty on all counts. Hmm. How does that feel? Horrible. Now, I want to just say this in closing. I don't wish that crap on anybody. I don't want anybody to have to do that. And I know the majority of police officers, and keep in mind, I actually have friends on the force and childhood friends are on the force. You'd be surprised how many people on the force that I actually know, not in one specific city, but in general around the different areas. And this is nothing I haven't said to their faces. And they all agree with me. They're like, look, I don't do that shit. So I just go up to the car, I just do my job. I ain't trying to shoot anybody. I ain't, you know, none of them have shot anybody or didn't deserve to get shot. Like somebody shooting at them or some, you know, something like that. You know? So I know the majority of police officers that I run across are cool. I get it. But quite frankly, even the most hardcore person, it's not about the police officers doing their job right. Nobody's mad at them because the police officers doing their job right, they don't pull you over. They have no contact with you. Why? You didn't do anything. The only time you they come into contact with you is to help you, which is what they're paid to do and what a lot of them want to do. What most of them want to do. But all of the ones that I know want to do. They like helping people. There's a calling for the people that I know who are police officers and people in law enforcement. It's a calling in them. They were all they were like that when they were kids. So you kind of knew they were going to be doing something like this. But when you have people that are doing it wrong, when you got people that are doing it wrong, you got to punish the people that are doing it wrong. You got to do it. Because if you don't punish the people that are doing it wrong, you basically tell them that they're not doing it wrong. And they're doing it wrong. Oh yeah, well, what about black on black crime? Do you really think that if a black guy shoots another black guy on video, where there's video of him actually doing it, and it's video of the guy getting shot, not doing anything to fight him or to antagonize him. He's just being shot because the other guy's mad or scared. You really think 12 people on a jury anywhere are going to go, well, not guilty. Hell no. Don't be stupid. We know what the deal is here. So in closing, my friends, I just want to say this. Let's just have empathy and be fair to everybody. You know, I know that in my, I know that in the audience that I'm talking to, I'm basically preaching to the choir. I know who my audience is. You know, I know I got a bunch of cool people in my audience and I'm just venting right now and you're listening to me vent. And I'm pretty sure you all, if not probably the overwhelming majority, probably 99.9% .9 agree with me. And to those that don't, what's wrong with you, you dumb bastards? <laughs> anyway. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, this, let's just, we got to just be empathetic, my friends. We got to realize that everybody has a right to do, to, to live and go home to their kids and, you know, the pursuit of happiness and to have a nice bullet free existence. Right. You agree with me, don't you? Of course you do.
segment over. Hey, this is segment two. Let's talk about more black guy stuff, huh? <laughs> Hey guys, listen to this. Dig this. Uh, this this is just one of those really weird things that happens that a lot of people don't notice, and, and it happens to me. And it was kind of weird when I was younger, but as an older person, uh, not only does it not bother me, it actually amuses me. And uh, <laughs> I talked before about when I would do shows in a place called Lancaster, PA, which is about an hour and a half outside, maybe mean, seventy miles outside of my hometown of Philadelphia. And I would go places and there would always be this weird feeling of being looked at by people because, you know, there's not a lot of black guys there. And um, and it's really weird. But the thing is, when you leave a big city, you kind of expect that, you know, sometimes you go to a small town, you kind of expect that. Sometimes it's hostile and sometimes it's not. But you, you're pretty much expecting it there. You know what I mean? It's like if you go into a place and it's a kennel. And there's a lot of dogs there. You go into the SPCA or whatever, and you and you're looking for dogs, and you hear a lot of dogs barking. If a dog barks out of nowhere, it doesn't shock you because you're in there looking for a dog. You know, if you go into a supermarket, you're not shocked to see ice cream there. You know, if you go into an auto dealership, you're not shocked to see cars there. You're going there, you're expecting that. And sometimes when I go out of town, um, out of a, out of a big city, whatever big city I happen to be living in in that period of my life, if I go into a small town that doesn't have a lot of black people there. I expect to see get weird looks sometimes. I expect to see a little bit of hostility, not like super duper hostile, but you could tell they don't necessarily want you there. Or if they want you there, they want you there as shortly for a shorter period of time as possible and want you to get the hell out of there. I get it. I get it. It sucks, but I get it. But I was outside of Philadelphia and I'm not talking about way outside of Philadelphia. I'm talking about blocks outside of Philadelphia. I was on my way to visit somebody to visit a relative. And because uh, uh, my uncle's funeral is this Monday. So I was running. So I went down to Philly, uh, to Philly area to, to do to run some errands and to get some stuff. You know, like I said, the funeral's Monday and there's some other things that have to be done. So, you know, I mean, as I already know, Monday's going to fucking suck. Because uh, we already, I already, we already did the body viewing uh, at the at the funeral home, so you know I already saw my my uncle's body, and you know, yeah. So, so I'm running some errands for that. You know, they're gonna have the wake at uh, at my at his wife's house, my aunt's house, and I'm, I'm, I went and dropped dropped off some. I went to get some sodas and some other things because I know people are gonna come over there. They want to visit her, and everybody wants to get together, and, and you know what I'm saying. So I said, okay, let me get some bread. So I'm going you know, we got to get some stuff. So let me get some bread. And I go, well, I'll just get the bread when I'm closer to Philadelphia. So I go to this bank that's close to Philadelphia. Now, it's in a ritzy area because the store I needed to go to was in a ritzy area. It's not a ritzy store. It just happens to be there. I go to the bank and it's a bank that's in an area. And I go in there and like, you know, it's it's like I said, it's more of an, up, uh, an upscale area. So it's, you know, and then, you know, there's not a lot of a uh, lot of people that look like me there. there. There are some, but not a lot. And so I go into the bank. Half the tellers are black. The lady who's a security guard, she's black. I walk in. Eighty percent of the customers aren't. Uh, but when I walk in, nobody gives me a, nobody looks at me weird. Nobody gives me any hostility. Nobody gives a crap. In fact, everybody's, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Everybody's talkative, happy, cool. Everything's great. Everything's fantastic. Great. Everything's cool and wonderful and great and cool and great. Everybody's had laughing and joking and having a good time. So much so that one of the conversations that began, which is under normal circumstances, you would think is really stupid or the moment it stops and you walk out, you realize, I was in line talking about that bullshit with 10 people. How dumb was the conversation? You know, when people ask you, hey, nice weather we're having. And you're going, why don't you just say hi? <laughs> it's like, it's like, just say what's going on. And I, I'd rather have that be the icebreaker than something dumb like, hey, good weather we're having here, right? <laughs> Stop it. This was even dumber than that. A discussion broke out. And I'm not even kidding. This is, you know, sometimes I'll tell a story, but I'll add wackiness to the story to make it a little funnier, to make it a little more engaging. This is not me doing that. We actually, as I'm waiting in line, because the ATM machines were down for, because the guy, the guy from the, uh, you know, the, uh, the Brinks truck was there and he was doing something to both of the machines at the same time. I'm going, can't you work on, I'm, I'm, I didn't say it to him. I was thinking, can't you work on one machine? 
let people use it. And then when you're finished fixing or doing whatever you do to that machine, you go to the next one and then we all can move over to that one. But that would have been too cool. That would have made sense. I digress. So here's the dumbass conversation that broke out <laughs> in, in the bank. And they drew me into it. Which gum from your childhood held its flavor the longest? Yes, that's what everyone was talking about. Highly intelligent, respected, professional people such as myself and the rest of the people there. We were actually going in. Oh, oh, that gum, please. That gum don't taste like anything. When on my day, we had a gum called Juicy Double. And Juicy Double was the kind of flavor. You know, oh, yeah, well, I had Double Mint and Double Mint. Yeah, well, the gum I like was a gum called Chukamungungu. And it hey, tasted like. Oh, yeah, well, that gum sucks because I had Gobble the Booby Gum. And that gum tasted like. Right. And I'm going, please, God, don't don't draw me into this. Please don't draw me into this. Please, Hey, buddy, what gum is your favorite? And I couldn't even remember any gums names. And I was like, uh, uh, spearmint gum. I don't know. Get that out of here. It's not as good as belugu jungungu. That gum's the best. Double mint. But then someone goes, what about juicy fruit? And I finally had to chime. And I said, hey, they shouldn't call it juicy fruit. They should call it too juicy fruit because you chew that you chew that crap twice and the flavor's gone. The whole damn bank starts laughing. I'm literally like everybody that was in the conversation was laughing their ass off. People that weren't in the conversation were laughing their ass off. At that moment, I then go up to the teller, continue my business, and I'm walking out while there's about 50 people in the bank laughing because I said too juicy fruit because you last two chews. And I'm walking out and I'm getting called too juicy for, hey, there, bye-bye, too juicy fruit. And I'm going, let me get out of here before this name sticks. <laughs> I'm getting called too juicy fruit as I walk out. Somebody's walking in going, looking at me like, too juicy fruit? What the hell did you do in there? I'm like, hey, it's a story about gum. <clears throat> Don't judge me, person who's just walking into the bank. F you. So I leave that bank and I drive down the street. Now, I'm now six blocks away, still the same neighborhood, six blocks away. I go into a place and there's a place. I'm not going to say the name of the place because I don't want, I don't want the people because it wasn't a bad experience. It was just a weird experience. I'm not going to say the name of the place, but I was getting uh, it was a, a, a Mexican food and I was getting this uh, burrito. Right. I walk into the place. Once again, this is an area where there are black people, just not a lot of black people. There are some, just not a lot. Some, just not a lot. And I walk into the place and the, the, plate, the tables are kind of full. And it's like man, mostly, mostly white folks, you know. And I walk in and these are like, these are like some of these are yuppies. Some of these are millennials. Some of these, you know, a couple of older people, a couple of people my age, a couple of people older than that. But, you know, and, and so I walk in a couple of the people behind the, the people behind the counter. I think of the five or six, it was six people behind the counter. Four of them were black. OK, but no one in the, the customers were not black except for me as I walk in. And as I'm walking down the aisle, I'm noticing that this place is a pretty big it's a pretty big little, re it's a pretty big restaurant. I mean, for, for the type of restaurant that it is. So I'm seeing just like, it was about, you know, it was about the, the amount of people that was in the bank, maybe not the amount of people, people, there was like 50, 60 people in the bank. I think in the, uh, in this restaurant, it might've been 45 or so because a couple of the tables were empty and I'm walking in and there are people I'm like, it's like, I can feel eyes on me. You know, it's like, it was like, the, you know, those lasers beams in the uh, Mission Impossible movie. Bum, 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 bum. You have to get through these lasers to get the diamond. Bum, 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 bum. And they're all kind of on me. Right. And then the people behind the counter who are also black were also looking at me, except it was a different thing. The people in the, in the, in the, in the, in the customers were looking at me like, hey, there's a black guy here. and He doesn't work here. That's interesting. I didn't detect hostility. Nobody was afraid. Nobody was angry. Nobody wanted me to leave, but they were kind of curious. Like, hey, that's interesting. I don't see a lot of black guys in here. And the people behind the counter were like, hey, I'm actually looking from this side of the counter out into the to the to the room where the customers are, and I'm seeing a black guy. 
Usually when I look out over the customers and then look into that area of the restaurant, I see another black guy. It's usually just my reflection in that window over there. This is pretty interesting. So I'm ordering my burrito and the people behind the counter who are also black are like way too happy that I'm there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I was like, I ordered, yo, man, would you, hey, hey, sir, what would you like on your burrito? Yeah, I would like to get a, a grilled chicken and a wee. Not a problem. Huh? You got, to, oh, I got your grilled chicken for you. <sighs> yeah. I hooked that up for you. And I'm getting the ingredients put on my thing. And I can see that they're like, like putting it on more joyously. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm giving this to somebody that looks like me. Ah, you want some guacamole? I got your guacamole for you. Bah, ha, ha. You know, telling me a story about each ingredient that's going, this guacamole was made in the, and these salsa was made at the doctor, and these beans was personally brewed, and this stuff, they're giving me a story. And they're like really happy that I'm here. And I look over my back and there's still people kind of looking at me. Now, how were they looking at me? You know, and you're probably going, well, you sure they weren't hostile? They weren't hostile. It was one of those things where I was getting looked at and I've lived in Hollywood. I lived in Hollywood for the 90s. It's, if, if it, I don't know if you if you've ever run into a celebrity. I'm not talking like a big giant celebrity, but somebody that had a show that was a hit before you were old enough to watch that show. OK, imagine a celebrity like that. The show was a big hit a long time ago. The person was a big deal a long time ago. Not somebody that you're a fan of, but you know who they are. You have no interest in getting their autograph. You're just surprised to be seeing them because you saw them on television a long time ago. And you're curious, hey, that's the guy from Whoop De Whoop. Right? It was it was kind of like that. Obviously, I'm not a celebrity, but it was like, hey, I'm curious. That's hey, all right. That's interesting over there. And I'm walking through and they're all kind of looking at me. And then, I'm getting my burrito and the people behind there kind of giving it. It, just, <laughs> it was funny that the people behind the counter that made the burrito were looking at me like, yeah, I hooked that burrito up for you real good. Yeah, we, we gave you the special. That's a black guy burrito. We put some extra because you're black and we're black and we don't normally see a lot of black people. We hooked that burrito up. You know, we did, I'm sending and in the back of my mind. I'm going, I mean, I, I appreciate that. But I mean, you know, that's kind of, you know, you should probably just, you know, make everyone's burrito just good no matter what you know you know i mean I, I noticed you put a little extra guacamole on there you know but i'm you know in the, in the back of my mind i'm thinking well what about you went into a restaurant and you ordered a burrito or something like that and you know there was white guys behind the counter and you know the whole place was full of black people and the white guy gave you extra guacamole and extra stuff just because you were you were a rare person of their color in the place you know i was thinking about that from the other perspective i was like you know i mean that's you know it's kind of you know, it's kind of cool, but I mean, it's kind of weird because I I feel kind of bad because I know that, you know, I've been places also in, in that situation where it's like, I know I got exactly what I was supposed to be getting based on what the, what the, what the, uh, you know, parameters were set by the person who owns the franchise. This is the exact amount, the exact amount. And then you see people get more stuff and you're going, what the hell? Are they? Oh, yeah. So I've been on both sides of that. In fact, I've been on the, the bad side of that on many occasions where I see somebody else's hamburger hooked up better than mine. Come to think of it, I'm glad they hooked my burrito up better than everybody else's. Yeah, I got extra guacamole, you bastards. What do you think of that shit? Eh, while you're looking at me, take a look at my butt because you can kiss it because my burrito's better than your punk-ass burritos. I got extra guac punks. A little extra salsa, you know, that's right. And the cute black chick behind the counter winked at me. It wasn't a, it wasn't one of those, I want to date you winks, unfortunately. It was one of those, hey, you're cute and we're, I'm cute and we're both black. You can't have any sex with me, but, but, but I want to acknowledge the fact that I'm glad you're here. And you know there wasn't a very platonic blink and wink towards me because... Even in my delusions, I couldn't act like it was something else. And I, believe me, I wanted to make it that, but it wasn't. Now I'm kind of depressed, but that's okay. I've got extra guac on my, my damn burrito, so F everybody. So I get my burrito, and I'm walking out. 
And they're all still kind of taking sneaking peeks at me. I'm waiting for one of them phones to come up so they can go, you know, there was a black guy in the place today. There was no black guy in the place today. I'm telling you, there was a black guy in there. He probably worked there. He was not working there. He was a customer. Ain't no black customers going in there. I mean, you only only get like six black customers a year in that place. And it was, so you tell me this year is going to be seven. I'm telling you, it's going to be seven this year. I don't believe you, man. I filmed them. You ain't filmed, you ain't filmed no black guy in that place. I don't believe you. I'm telling you. Here's the, well, hold on a second. Let me go into my photos, videos, we scroll, 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 there it is, black dude in the place, there it is right there, oh my god, there was a black dude in that place, that's pretty cool, yeah, that's pretty cool, you know, I wish I was there to see the black guy, every time I go in, there's no black dudes to look at, this is ridiculous, man, I think I would go there more often, because I, I feel really stupid, and I, how come you get to see the black people when they go there, do what they, do you, do you have some kind of special thing where you get to see all the black people that go to this restaurant, that's ridiculous man, I've only seen like one black person, I've been going to that restaurant for seven years, and i only seen like one black person, I mean that wasn't working there, this is ridiculous man, I, 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 I don't get to see the black people, hey man, you're just not lucky like me, <laughs> that part didn't happen. <laughs> So I'm walking out and I'm looking at my burrito and I'm trying to kind of roll my bag up because I don't want people to know that my burrito soaked up a little more. And I look back at the kids behind the counter and I give them the thumbs up and they give me the thumbs up and I wave and I said, thanks guys. And they go, thank you very much. And I walk out and as our door is closed and I hear one of the kids going, hey, isn't that too juicy fruit? And I'm like, who, who told them about my nickname? God damn it. Okay, that part also didn't happen. <laughs> but it was really weird. It's just really weird how being that close to a big city, you still have people kind of looking at you, right? And I know there are some people that listen to this going, how do you know they were looking at you like that because you was black? You just making it, you just, you just being a little bit too paranoid. Do you really think no one else walked in after me? Of course they did. Plenty of people. The restaurant was pretty crowded. Nobody looked at any of the other people when they came in. They just looked at me. Nobody looked at the other people when they were walking out. They just looked at me. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Don't tell me what's going on. I know things. I know they were looking at me because I'm a black dude. That's why. I Don't you understand? Huh? How could you... Uh, the, you know, damn well, nobody wasn't looking at you because you, because you were the black guy. How would you know you weren't there? I was in the restaurant. You were there? Yes. Well, then, well, then you, sh you should agree with me that they were looking at me because I was a black guy. No, no, they were not looking at you because you were black. Then what was the reason they were looking at me? You really want me to tell? Yes. Um, Your zipper was down. Uh, my, my zipper was open yeah huh. I, I did not I did, I did not know that exactly huh. hmm did you not notice that people were pointing to your crotch <clears throat> yeah, they kind of were pointing to my crotch, but I just thought they were pointing because they were impressed by the beauty of it. Uh, this kind of fucks my story up a little bit because I thought they were looking at me because I was black. Yeah, it does kind of mess your story up. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of stupid now. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 maybe I don't feel stupid. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why that cute chick gave me the extra guacamole. Did you just say chick? Yeah, I'm trying to sound like, I'm trying to sound more, more, more masculine. The, you mean sexist. <clears throat> You're right, I shouldn't have said chick. That's why the cute black lady. More like it. That's why the cute black lady gave me the extra guac. Because my zipper was open. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't blame her. You know, I mean, she saw extra, so she gave me extra. <laughs> Maybe she was winking at me because she wanted me. <laughs> no, she was not winking at you because she wanted you. Did you even hear what she was saying to her friend? 
No, I was too busy looking at her being all delicious and everything. Like, you know, she was looking all hot and everything. I was just kind of looking at her, giving her the smile and hitting her with the dimples. And I'm surprised she didn't jump over the counter. She just not winking at you. She said to her friend, can you take my, can you take over for me with this right now? Could you take over with me right now? Because one of my contact lenses fell out. Oh. Oh. Wow. So they were not looking at me because I was black and was because my fly was open. And um, now I find out that the, the pretty black lady was not winking at me. She just lost one of her contacts. Oh, wow. This, this trip is not as eventful as I thought. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, well, maybe she wasn't winking at me, but I did get extra guac. Now, try to explain that, you high, you high voice punk. You really want me to do this to you? Yeah, yeah. See if you can get, see if you got an explanation for that. I do have an explanation for that. Oh. What was the explanation? The lady that wouldn't take over for her said, no, I can't take over for you right now. It's only a couple of more minutes. And she said to her, whatever you do, Make sure you give the right amount of guacamole to people because sometimes you give a, you don't give enough and sometimes you give too much. And then she looked back at her and dipped in with a whole lot of guacamole and threw it on angrily. She was basically just giving you more guacamole to piss off the lady that wouldn't take over for. Her. Well, I didn't even see you in the restaurant. So how do I know that you ain't just making this up to make me look like a dick? I was sitting on the other side of the restaurant. I was coming over to say hi to you, but I saw you looking full of yourself, and I was also laughing at you because your fly was open. And uh, I just kind of sat there. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna take this story and run with it. And I'm sitting there going, he's gonna make up some stuff to make him look himself look good about this story, you know, because they don't know that you did you did you making this ridiculousness up. I ain't make up nothing. You made it up. Why didn't you say hello? I told you. I just wanted to see what you were going to say. I figured if I watched what actually happened, you were going to go back to your house. You were going to make up some dumbass story and try to make it, try to make it look like you're some kind of sex machine, sex symbol, or that people are paying attention to you because there's something special about you because there's nothing special about you. Yeah, well, I got a podcast and you don't punk. How about that? Okay, maybe you have that. But the, the, and, how, and how did your podcast go when you decided you wanted to do the high voice guy that used to be on S. Anthony's podcast show? How about that when you tried to launch that podcast and then tried to release your podcast on the same day I released my podcast? How did that go? Hmm. I really don't want to talk about that. Oh, you don't? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't talk about how many downloads and people listen to me, but you've seen the stats and you know exactly how many people listen. So we're just going to keep that between us. But let me ask you a question, mister, trying to directly go against me, leave my show and then try to go against me and release your crap at exactly the same time I release my crap because you know when I release my crap. Let me ask you a question, jackass. How many downloads did you get? That's not really important. Oh, it's not important. Hmm. Hmm. Not important. Hmm. People that say it's not important say for, say that for two reasons. One, it really isn't important to them. Or two, they don't want to say. Now, I don't say what my numbers are because it's really not important to me because I don't want it to be about that. But you also know that I actually have people listening. And um, I notice it on your phone on the desk right there. You actually have your podcatcher opened up and it says stats on it. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. It's my property. You should not touch it. This is my house. Shut up. Let me scroll up here. Downloads this week. <laughs> Zero. Really? You've been doing your podcast for all that time. And it says total download zero. Do you realize that there's, there should be at least five or six people that accidentally stumble across that shit and you don't even have that? Let's just get back to you with the restaurant. No, 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 jackass. I was about to end the damn segment. You the one that decided to come in here and try to make me look like a douche. Look, people, who are you going to believe here? Okay, you're going to believe me, your friend who's been doing this podcast 
almost four years, who's been there giving you good news, making you laugh and saying some wonderful, inspirational and some good stories, or this jackass over here. Personally, I don't think my fly was down. They were looking at me not only because I'm a black dude, but because I'm super sexy. Right? And that woman did give me extra guac because of my cuteness, damn it. And I'm, and in fact, I think they were looking at me when I walked out of the restaurant because of my delicious buttocks. What do you think of that? I'm starting to think maybe all that time you talking about never taking illegal drugs, you might have taken some today. <laughs> Take big get out. Jackass. Look, folks, fuck him. All I'm saying is they looked at me because I was black. The chick flirted with me and threw in some extra guac. And they looked at me on when I was walking out because I got a cute butt. That's all I'm saying. I don't care what his punk ass is saying. You believe me, damn it. My name is on the show and what I say goes. Fuck him. Because <laughs> mm. mm. at least that's, 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 that's what I'm going with. You know, because it makes... Cause, cause if I, the way it was before, it makes me feel better. If, if he was right, then I would, I would look kind of like a dupe. You know, and I, 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 I think I better end this segment. Uh, anyway, folks, I love segment over. All right, folks, this has been episode number 272 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I want to thank you guys for sticking with me and going through. I know this episode started off the first long ass segment was a lot more serious than I normally am. But, you know, like I said, in that other episode, the things are going to be a little bit different. I'm still going to push in a lot of stupid jokes and crap. That's going to be primarily what I do. But, uh, you know, just giving you a heads up that uh, things are going to be a little bit different from now on. And uh, as it turns out, nobody left you. All you weirdos stayed with me. So thank you for that. Um, This is it. Show's over. Show's over, damn it. We made it. Let's run. We broke the tape. Yay. <laughs> uh, happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy Father's Day to my father in Florida. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. And uh, before I go, I just want to say, of course, uh, please feel free and uh, to let your friends know about the show, recommend the show, uh, give it a 1600 star review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on. Uh, follow the social media. My social media is on, on Twitter. It's at S. Anthony Thomas. My name for me uh, for the show is at S. Anthony says this show can be heard on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio. I'm everywhere, man. Uh, the home base for the for the for the uh, podcast is S. Anthony says dot com. And if you have any questions, comments, show topics or declarations of love please send them to talk to s anthony at gmail.com t-a-l-k-t-o and then of course my name s anthony at gmail.com you bastards folks thank you very very much much love to every last one of you weirdos thank you for sticking with me and uh being as cool as you've always been i really really do appreciate it and on the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And apparently you actually say it out loud with me, which at first I thought was weird. But now I think it's endearing and cool. <laughs> so let's do it. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony.